Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Band, a podcast about bands you probably don't even like. We hope you don't know this one. With your hosts, Adam Todd Brown, Andy Sell, and Travis Clark. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pod the Life. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. My other hosts are on the phone in different rooms. Tell people your names. I'm letting Travis go first. Oh, I'm uh, Travis Clark. I'm the guy in the pig mask. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Andy Sell. I'm on the glass harmonica in a Zorro mask. And I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm wearing a bunny mask. Yes, you are. (laughs) Before we get started... There's one thing that I think it just needs to be addressed because it wasn't addressed in what we're going to talk about. The glass harmonica was actually invented by Ben Franklin. And I think it's very important that people know that. It is vital to what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Agreed. Do you ever seen one in person? Yes. Me too. Oh. They're pretty cool looking. Wow. Listen to you two. So we're talking about Korn's highly controversial appearance on MTV Unplugged today, which I I feel like I'm going to be out on a limb here on this episode, but uh, I think people were a little too hard on this. I agree. Twist. (laughs) Twist. Wow. Well, I'm here to uh, keep the the spirit of 2007 alive. I fucking hated this. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you, you post on Twitter that this, you were comparing it to the Star Wars holiday special. Yes. So you said that, and it's before I saw it, and you said that, and I saw you say that, and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. Wow. I think it's great. I honestly, this is the episode that changes everything for me because I'm a fucking colonel now. (laughs) I don't, this was, talk about a twist. I didn't see any of this coming. Things were one way for Andy Shell, <laughs> and then he saw Corn Unplugged, and now it's all fucking bets are off. Things this are is different. what's amazing to me is I've had such different experiences than both of you, which makes me go, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's me. Maybe there's something about me that's broken. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. I don't think this is a symptom of that, <laughs> but when I think of, you know, like Nirvana Unplugged, my first thought is always, if I've heard that someone was there, I will just want to go, oh my God, what was that like? Whereas with Corn Unplugged, I have the same question, but with so many different reasons. Like, <laughs> I will say something a little controversial. I think Nirvana Unplugged is probably the best comparison to Corn Unplugged. I think they're very similar, and I think they got very similar results. I feel like this is as close to to what MTV Unplugged is supposed to be as most bands ever got. I want to go on record right now and say, Andy and Adam, I still love you both as friends, but I cannot agree with you on this. I, I, I don't even know how to get to halfway to where you are. I don't know. I don't know where that is. What did you dislike about it? so much? For the, uh, the opening to the ending, just everything in between those things. <laughs> There was and there was never and this is a consistent feeling you had there was never a moment of of doubt or of enlightenment 
where you were like, wait, am I wrong about this? Is this great? Oh, no, wait, I'm, I'm right. It's terrible. You were just, it's terrible the whole time. Like you never questioned your own critical read. No, because I'm, I'm pretty, I know what I like and what I don't like. I am surprised sometimes by those things. But to me, it was such a non-unplugged performance because there were just so many people. They had a guy playing the fucking saw. And to me, that's just yeah, like. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I've been, I've known people who play the saw. I like, I have saw playing friends. When the fuck have you seen? Come on, you don't, you don't know any saw. Yeah, dude. What saw guys do you name? Four saw guys. Four? No, I know two. I don't know four. <laughs> but you forget, Andy. I used to be a clown, and if you're a clown, you know people who play the saw. What the magician? No, there was another clown. He played the saw. It was part of his whole fucking thing. It's not like the saw was plugged in. I don't know what. The problem is <laughs> he wasn't playing a power saw. A regular, <laughs> he's playing a regular saw the way you play a saw. These you bend fucking it, you do the thing. new saw bands with their down tooth <laughs> saws are bullshit. I just found it to be so over the top, and the end result was like you don't need that many people to make an to make an uninteresting sound. You can make an uninteresting sound as the band as it is. You don't need to enlist. You know, the Shin Yi drummers or whatever those guys are. The the Tycho drummers. Yeah. What's wrong with you? That part was great. That, was, that part was dope. That part was great. It's, like, if you got rid of corn and it was just them, <laughs> I'd be on board. I, I do say, I will say that I think for most of it, my take on it is still, wow, this band is great. What the fuck is Jonathan Davis doing here? Because there's still, still mostly his lyrics and his vocals. I was like, I can take or leave this. But occasionally there would be like, so a lot of it, I can, you can almost see him cringing at his own lyrics because also it's hard when you're that kind of a vocalist to sit down and do that in a real singing voice. That's just his face. That's just how oh, he looks. He just always, yeah. he yeah. always looks like he doesn't like the way he smells. Yep. But then he'll get into a song and it's like, he's just so earnest, you know? And you're like, ah, man, he really, uh, I gotta love this dope. He means this. Like, I did get that sense. I did get the sense that I was like, these guys definitely mean this, but they're so trying to be something else that was already before. And it's a, it's like a Xerox of something that was cool. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to hear their, their instrumentation in a different way. I actually liked Jonathan Davis as a vocalist on this more than most things I've heard him on because on their records my problem with corn records is always the chorus like the the verses will sound cool and then the chorus is always just noise and Jonathan Davis's voice is just part of that noise but here where they everything was acoustic and you could kind of hear the instrumentation more he's really unique in this setting I like him on the records because I vocally like I don't his lyric again I think his lyrics are terrible but his I think his vocals are more interesting when Corn is doing what Corn does I don't think a lot of it's suited for what he's doing here I think I agree with you that when he's just singing it's great when he's trying to affect something in these songs and he's doing like a weird growly thing that's like halfway singing halfway what he normally does. It, it it's it sounds off. It doesn't fit the music a lot of times. But then he does the creep cover, and you're like, man, he's doesn't have a bad voice. Yeah, 
Like when he's singing a song that he knows how to sing it, I mean, it's essentially a karaoke number the way he does it, but it really made me want to go see Jonathan Davis do fucking karaoke, which is a thing I never thought I'd say. <laughs> I believe it's called Jay Devil when he does karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> That's his KJ name? Yeah. We got KJJ Devil here. You might recognize him from Corn. Yeah. But I see him singing Creep and he's he's really doing it and he's earnest and he like you can tell the song means something to him and then you think about like how when his blood tried to kill him and you're like, "Ah, oh, he went through that and this is a song that like I could just imagine like a 12-year-old or whatever 15, however Jonathan Davis old, old Jonathan Davis was when Creep came out like being like he totally had this listen to this song in his headphones. You know, like, well, his parents were fighting or something, and it, like, meant so much to him. And then I really like Jonathan Davis. <laughs> yeah. One of the reasons I compare this to Nirvana Unplugged is I was hoping we'd have, like, a lead belly moment at the end. Because if you remember Nirvana Unplugged, Kurt Cobain doesn't scream at all throughout that entire thing until they get to that lead belly cover. And Jonathan Davis doesn't beatbox at all and i was really hoping they would close on him beatboxing over a lead belly cover to just give us that poignant <laughs> ending that we all wanted where did you sleep last night boy <laughs> where did you sleep he still does that like pronouncing his o's weird in the pines <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's there's things that work about it. There's things that don't work about it. Let's talk about them. <laughs> I think it was such a strange thing because this came out in 07, right? If I remember correctly, it was filmed in 06, came out in 07. Right. And it was Corn needed the boost and Unplug needed the boost. Like both were had their best days behind them at that point. They were kind of been around for a bit. They had kind of each had their heyday. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... I feel neither one of them got the bump that they needed from this. Like, I feel this made people go, yep, Unplug should be done. Yeah, Corn should be done. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. I agree with that, but I just think people are wrong. I think, one, people romanticize MTV Unplugged a little too much, when in reality there are like four good episodes yeah. of MTV Unplugged. I 100% agree, because I tried to watch the Alice in Chains one, and I like Alice in Chains. It is also not great. Yeah, a lot of them are trash, yeah. and people treat it like it was some sort of big honor to be on MTV Unplugged. So when Corn was on there, people were like, oh, you're disrespecting the institution. It's like, man, <laughs> Scorpions were on fucking MTV Unplugged. Get the fuck out of here. And back to the Alice in Chains one. Alice in Chains, their bass player, wrote on his acoustic bass, friends don't let friends get haircuts because he was pissed at Metallica for cutting their hair. So Unplugged is silly. It's a silly institution. Yeah, he said while playing MTV Unplugged. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel like this came out at a point in Corn Story where America was just a little too cool for Corn by this point. Like they had hit that Limp biscuit level where we just weren't going to let them get away with doing something we liked. <laughs> we weren't going to let corn get away with it. I tell you these, I'll tell you America has, we, these corn subsidies have gone on for too long. 
They're making American farmers. They're 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 ruining the heartland. High fructose corn coffee is leading to obesity all across the <laughs> oh, land. Good God, man! <laughs> I honestly, I hated this thing so much. I think it's what caused the coronavirus. Is that we let this many people get together and play this music <laughs> acoustically, and that's why we're in the situation we're in now. Ah, uh, I don't know. I kind of I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> yeah, I actually I liked it a lot. It was really frustrating for me because I wanted to learn a lot more about the process of corn getting on unplugged. Oh, there's and, a and lot of behind the scenes stuff. I couldn't find a lot of I found a few interviews, but I didn't find enough information to satisfy my need to know. What questions did Corn Unplugged leave you with? That's what I need to know. Oh my god, so many. Why aren't the masks uniform? Why are, why are some people wearing one kind of mask and some people wearing another kind of mask? Why? Because I think if you take someone from the Philharmonic and say you have to wear a creature mask, they're going to be like, no, I need to be able to play my cello. I'll wear a Zorro mask. End of list. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Look, I, we'll get to this. But I think a lot of the, my, my only problems with the Corn Unplugged is that they didn't go far enough with the, with certain concepts. Uh, I love that your problem is hey, the masks were too disjointed. If there had been a theme with the masks, <laughs> I'd say perfect performance. Put them all in cult ropes. You know what I mean? Give them all like a weird symbol on their forehead. Then they're just then they're just Slipknot unplugged at that point. <laughs> Slipknot never did unplug. Slipknot wore masks. Oh my God. Can we go to Slipknot unplugged? Can they do an unplugged concert when this is all over? And can we go? I would love that. That would make nothing would make me happier. I don't know. Just slip plug. I think it's great. <laughs> it would totally work. Plug knot. What? You know, not, this plug won't oh work because there's a knot in it. Slip knot untied. That's what it is. Oh, we go to it. Oh, we go to that event. Slip knot untied. <laughs> I would absolutely go to that. I'm 100% already imagining how much I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Andy's right, though. There's not a lot of information, at least not out on the internets, about any of the thinking that went into corn being on Unplugged. There's just not a lot of details about it. It's just kind of out there. I feel like everyone's ashamed of it, and they shouldn't be. Yeah, everything I found was just, like, somebody trashing it. And it's like, this isn't helping me right now. I don't care if you hated it. I want to know why he decided a Simbaso. Scratch that. Two Simbasos were necessary. There's also a cornhone in it as well. Usually called a cajon, but with it's corn. It's a cornhone. The <laughs> box that you play that you sit on yeah. as a drum. I felt there were so many weird instruments to have weird instruments in it. I'm like, you could have done all of this without any of these things. But I think that they made them work for the most part. And again, my problem was they didn't do enough with them. <laughs> like, like the Simbasos and the bass trombones are like perfectly utilized basically to perform like rhythm section duties during a couple of the songs. And I really liked that. But I also was like, give me a Simbaso solo, bro. Like fucking get nuts with this. Put the Simbasos in the first track too. Like, why aren't we doing more with this? So I have the exact opposite problem uh, for, as you, Travis. I want more weird instruments. I want more of them. I want them used more. I want a reminder that Jonathan Davis is weird. Uh, Jonathan Davis does a good job of that on his own, I feel. <laughs> I not only liked the weird instruments, but I felt like this actually showed that Korn, as a band, are pretty decent musicians like there's there's a point in got the life where monkey is just fucking shredding <laughs> the acoustic guitar 
Like, he's playing like he's got three fucking hands. It's great. Also, I love that, like, Monkey is shredding, I think, through a lot of this. I also love that Fieldy, my man RV, is slapping that acoustic bass all over the place. And it's not even like an upright bass. Or it's like a half bass or, or a, a mariachi bass. And it's like, he's really doing shit with it. I saw Bruce Springsteen do a solo acoustic show once. And he ended by playing Promised Land on acoustic guitar. And instead of strumming, he would hold down the chords and then just slap the guitar. So it would like still ring out, but it was more percussive. And it seemed like Fieldy was sort of doing a little bit of that. Like he was, they were getting the clicks where they could get the clicks. Either he had to slap the guitar or someone had to play the bongos to make it seem like there were clicky clacks happening in the background. But I fucking loved it. Yeah. (laughs) I fucking loved it. I'm amazed at that little tour you took us on where Fieldy somehow took you to a solo Springsteen concert. That's that's quite the <laughs> musical journey we went on there. They were employing the same techniques. <laughs> yeah. I thought it, I thought you were going to start the story with uh I saw uh, Springsteen do his show once with Korn. <laughs> I was really hoping that this story was going to end with Fieldy playing bass for Springsteen. I saw Tom Morello play guitar uh with springsteen once but it's not fieldy you know would it be any weirder than the cure showing up in the middle of corn unplugged no actually it wouldn't it actually wouldn't my favorite is an interview where robert smith is like i was a really big corn fan what i also love that robert smith <laughs> robert smith notoriously will not travel by plane which means if he came to new york city to be in corn unplugged he had to get on a boat and it took him like a week to get there <laughs> I imagine he traveled like Dracula on the on the Demeter. They, he had a, he had a he had he was buried in a he was uh, in a shipping crate filled with Transylvanian dirt. And when he got to New York, also the plague did. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I just can't believe Robert Smith being like, "Yeah, I'm a big corn fan." So I did this. His, his his quote was, paraphrasing it, was along the lines of, there's some things you hear about and you're like, oh, I better do this or I'll regret it. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Should we go through these tracks? Yeah, let's do it. There's only 12 tracks. You can listen to this on Spotify. I'm going to have to edit in some samples as we talk because Andy and Travis can't hear the songs when I play them, but I'll play some little clips underneath the the pertinent parts and i'll play some little clicks under those just so we have a nice <laughs> rounded out sound <laughs> I, here's the one thing i don't like is jonathan davis being like we're gonna set the bar and blow everyone else who's done this out of the water it's not a fucking contest jonathan just get out there and have some fun with your taiko drums it's not who wins it's how you play the glass harmonica that counts <laughs> I think the glass harmonica was my favorite part. If I had to pick a part I liked, the glass harmonica. It's great. It's a great part. I like this song. I do like this track aside from his, are you ready? Which is dumb. Shut up, Jonathan. Yeah, they open with blind and he whispers, are you ready? I mean, he doesn't even do it like that, though. Like, that would even be cooler if it was just like, are you ready? But instead, he's like, are you ready? He it's sounds just... like a robot that's running low on power. Are yeah. you ready? <laughs> are you ready? Yeah, there's, we talked about the masks already. I fucking love the masks. 
I thought it was a nice really? touch. I love the masks as an idea. I like the idea that it's like they're like, well, we won't be ma- masked, but everyone that's not like, you know, core corn members will have masks. Like guest musicians will have masks. I just don't like that they're they look cheap or that they're like yeah. Some of them just have these like Zorro masks, and the rest of them have, you know, there's a pig and a, and a bunny, and it's like. Let's get something more uniform going here. Maybe spend a couple bucks to get them, like, full costumes or something. Well, I think Travis is right that some people probably wouldn't have been able to play their instruments in more elaborate masks. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, anybody playing a, a, a brass instrument, you can't play that with an actual mask on. <laughs> and on trombone, it's horse face. <laughs> <laughs> and if you... Uh, if you watch any of the rehearsal stuff on YouTube, you'll see the guy in the bunny mask without a mask. And I promise you, it would have been more annoying just seeing his face that whole time. <laughs> yeah, what, was he doing the G.E. Smith thing where he was making like a smug white dude jazz bass? Yes, while rapping about fucking. What? Yeah, for some reason he does all the vocals in the rehearsals. That is really bizarre. I don't like that. <laughs> While Jonathan Davis plays bass. Yeah. Well, okay, so they didn't do a rehearsal is what you're telling me. They did, but Jay Devil had to save his beautiful voice for him. Because <laughs> if you're not rehearsing what you're going to do in the show, that's not a rehearsal. Hey, hey, can we do a quick uh, run through before we open the play tonight where uh, we all play different parts? That'll be fun. Playing the part of Jonathan Davis tonight is Man in Bunny Mask. <laughs> he was probably just trying to save his voice, though. But, uh... Grow up. This, uh, this is a really interesting arrangement of this song. Yeah, I really like this arrangement. It sounds like a mariachi song. Yeah, it's a little, uh... Little, little Conte Hondo in there, a little, uh... Flamenco-y as well. Yeah, I really like it. For the first couple minutes, I was like, this is weird. This is really strange. But I would have loved the brass to come out here, too. Like, you get a nice, like, a trumpet soaring above some of this. Like, ah, get out of town. That's good. So here's what's strange. I found other performances of those that are not the unplugged. I think they went on like an unplugged tour after this. Where they just, <laughs> well, they toured with all the people, like the drum dudes and everything, went on yeah. tour with them. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's amazing. I would have loved to have seen Corn on that tour. Same. I would go to that right now. Yeah. Well, you can't, but. Why the fuck not, Travis? This is America. I can do anything. In 2027, when LA reopens and it's the 20th anniversary. <laughs> I really want them to reopen LA with an inaugural street performance by Korn. Korn unplugged. Rep- reprising yeah. their unplugged set. Dude, it's <laughs> right in the heart of downtown. It's all fucking palm trees and, yeah. and grassy fields now. The next song on the track list is Hollow Life. And there's no video available for this one on YouTube, which leads me to believe it was cut from the broadcast probably which would also i think mean the the performance with the japanese drums wasn't in the broadcast either which is insane because 
That had to be in the performance, like, or in the broadcast. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Yeah, for some reason there's no video of it. But Hollow Life, this one was kind of boring for me, but I did. This is where they introduced the glass harmonica. And it seems like a heavy dose of Saw. <laughs> the movie Saw. Yeah. Yeah, saw, yeah, yeah. Do you want to play an acoustic set? <laughs> That's why the guys in the pig mask. Yeah, I mean, this this track is not one of my favorites. It's, like, not bad, but it's not, you know, it's not offensive. It's, again, like, I think a lot of this one he's doing, he's trying to affect something as opposed to just singing, and it's it's kind of, eh. Yeah, and it's a song of theirs that I'm not super familiar with. Like, I'm sure we've listened to it. Oh, we had to have. <laughs> what album is it on? It's probably on the one none of us remember listening to. What? What is that? Uh, the uh, Not to take a look in the mirror. Is it to take a look in the mirror? Yeah, it's on Untouchables. Okay, yeah. So one of the ones we don't remember listening to. It's everyone's favorite album, though. Or one of... Oh, yeah. Th- okay, I was mistaking Untouchables for... Uh... Take a look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, I'm, I just wasn't, like, if I was at Corn Unplugged, this is where I'd probably go out and smoke. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is where you, yeah, <laughs> this is where you get your nachos, or... Real quick, though, in that <laughs> analogy, this is the second song. So <laughs> the song started, and you're, like, taking a break. Yeah, but it's because we know what's coming up, you know, it's like when I, when I saw, um... Uh, I can't think of any. Uh, I'm not comfortable with any analogs right now. Actually, <laughs> there's no bands that I feel good about putting in this uh, metaphor. But it's like you know, if you've, it's a movie you've seen before. You love the opening, and you're like, "Ah, oh, this is great." Okay, but now they're gonna talk for a couple minutes, so now I'm gonna go get my popcorn. Yeah, when I saw Mariah Carey, she played. I, I checked out the set list ahead of time, and she was playing this ballad at one point, and I was like. That's time to go get refreshments. And then there was a technical glitch, so she didn't get through the song and launched into a song I really liked, and I was trapped in line hearing it from outside. you fucked up and missed it. Okay, so that's exactly why you don't do the things we just said. And then the country shut down. That was the last (laughs) thing I did before all of this. What do we think of Freak on a Leash with Amy Lee of Evanescence I, I wish Jonathan was not on this track and it was just Amy Lee. I like her on this, but I really... I mean, I'm not an Evanescence fan. I don't like Evanescence. Sure you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I think Amy Lee has a good voice, but she sings this with all the enthusiasm of a uh, over-enunciating high school Broadway kid. Like, I'm. this is what's going to get me into the conservatory. I'm just going to nail this audition. And that's where I found it a little hard to follow. I just liked hearing Jonathan Davis have to harmonize with someone. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes he's good at it. <laughs> yeah. Other times not. He was decent at it, and it's it's a a really interesting arrangement. It's a it's, it's a ballad, basically. It's yeah, an acoustic yeah. ballad in this version. The only bummer to me was I wish Amy Lee would have just beatboxed as Law dictates during that part instead of doing a bunch of opera vocals. 
where he should have beatboxed under the opera vocals instead of just going, go. Oh, that's right. He does the weird poster. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, he, of, it's like he's it's like he can't just cut stuff, you know. And that's my problem with, with some of the other songs too. Is that like it's like it, this? Are you ready? For example, if you're not going to do something really different with it, just leave it out because it doesn't fit here. And the go, it doesn't fit here. It doesn't. Yeah, it was it was a weird moment. And this is one of the this is one of the performances people point to when they talk about how bad this is. Yeah, but I don't think it's. It's not bad. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think it's interesting she's doing the thing she's doing instead of scat singing or whatever Jonathan Davis's version of it is. Oh, there's a lot of scat. <laughs> they shit on each other at one point. I mean, if he should have just brought out what scat, uh, scat man, scat man John, scat man Crothers, scat man John, not scat man Crothers. You know, that's you can't get an axe in the back showing up for corn unplugged. Uh, no, Scatman John, remember? I'm the Scatman! Yeah, get him in there. Let's get weird. Yeah. I hated that song so much. That Scatman song. Oh my god, I loved it. <laughs> that is no joke, my favorite corn song. No question. <laughs> The next song they play, Falling Away. This is the one I like. This is the one that has the glass harmonica in it. The glass harmonica is so amazing in this. Yeah. It sounds like a horror movie score. And this is also, it's weird for me to say this, probably one of my favorite corn uh, music videos when the thing came out because it's like kids who have corn in a box <laughs> and they let them out because their parents don't like them. And they shoot electricity. Like, that's the whole music video. So I always think of that music video with this song, and I just think of how silly that music video is. So I kind of didn't... I liked this one as much as I could. Uh, sounds to me like you liked it. So... Yeah, I like this one a lot. The breakdown at the end is a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're technically a corn muffin now, Travis. So come corn and join muffin. us. Come and join us in corn muffin land. Come on down to the divorce to Guada tomorrow night at eight for corn muffins. Hey, everybody, it's me, Corn Muffin. I'm here to tell you that corn muffins are underrated masterpiece. You should listen to it. I'm Corn Muffin. <laughs> it is an underrated masterpiece. You're right, Corn Muffin. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Really excited. Sometimes Nutsack drinks his uh, corn muffin juice and he turns into a, a character he's called Corn Muffin. Nutsack is this guy. Corn Muffin is this guy. They're two different guys. <laughs> I can really tell the difference. That's right. Tomorrow night, Corn Muffin, Dayton, Ohio's premier corn country western cover band. Come out early and we'll find your kids Nutsack. <laughs> what is a crime, Corn Muffin? No, the fact that your kids keep their nuts in. <laughs> what I said stands. Come together for our three-legged nutsack race. 
I can't tell if I'm supposed to yell at Corn Muffin or Nutsack right now. You can yell at myself, I don't want either of you coming around here anymore. I'm telling Kyle, our station manager, to change the locks. Ah. Uh. I'm not. <laughs> so how about that creep cover? Not a fan. I I know you guys liked it. I was not Fucking on board. Love it. It's so. It's like it, it's exactly what we needed. It's exactly what I needed at this point in Corn Unplugged to remind me that Jonathan Davis is a person with feelings and that I should care about him. Uh, I just I think because I've seen other people do much more powerful interpretations of that song and this just felt very (laughs) here's okay real answer when other bands have done cover songs it's not popular songs it's songs to like amplify something that you know they want more people to know about we all fucking know who Radiohead is we've all heard a version of this song yeah but do you really think Jonathan Davis is gonna like I don't want to listen to what he likes that's obscure oh I do because it's probably like I don't want him to bring out the guy from sex art yeah fucking cares yeah yeah I don't want him to bring on like what porch authority or whatever the fuck or his brother and his brother in Videodrome, I think his brother, yeah, or maybe Adema, I don't remember, something like that. Oh man, it's 2004. What if he'd come out with or two, it's 2007? You said uh, six when they recorded it, seven when they released it. Okay, never mind. I was gonna be like, what if he came out with like Joanna Newsom? I want you to know. Of all people, I can imagine Jonathan Davis is someone who really connected with that song yeah. when it came out. And that's why, like, I see your point, Travis, and you're right. But also, this is corn, so we need to take that into account. And I'll take creep from corn. I'll take a corn creep karaoke. If he'd have called it creep, I'd have been on board. <laughs> Cause I'm a crepe, I'm a thin pancake. <laughs> I can be sweet, or I can, I can be, be savory. savory. <laughs> I don't even think I was actually singing the melody there. Um, it doesn't matter, I loved it. Yep. <laughs> it was pretty special. So very special. They play a song called Love Song next, and this is another one. This is on... This is the one I like the least. Yeah, this is on uh, See You on the Other Side, which is a good album. It's the album they made with The Matrix. Yeah. But this was the least memorable moment for me. Yeah, it's a shitty song. But then they play Got the Life. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. This version of Got the Life fucking slaps. Monkey, this is where Monkey really fucking gets after it. Would you say this is where Monkey shines? I was going to say it's where Monkey goes bananas. <laughs> both both are great. Both of those things are really great. <laughs> yeah, this, this also sounds like it's the most uh, true to the original song. Like, this feels like they're really just playing the original song acoustic. Yeah. 
and it yeah. sounds fucking amazing. <laughs> I was so into it. I love it. Adam, I got to tell you, I really, I thought going into this today, I was like, I'm going to have to defend myself against these two. And I'm no. so glad. I'm, I'm so glad that here. another one of us has seen the light and accepted. <laughs> that was so fucking weird when you did that, Andy, because I'm listening to Got the Life uh, right now just to ref- you know know where we are in the album. Mm-hmm. And he said, see the light, right as you said, see the light. Oh. And it fucking synced up oh. in a super weird way. Whoa. Had a weird moment, guys. That's that haunted glass harmonica in action. Yeah. Spirit of Ben Franklin living in us all. I really, I'm going to be up all night wondering what this means now. Uh, it just means I played the song and you said the words that are in the song. Travis, gonna... it means something. It's important. Look, two of my friends love Corn Unplugged. Life means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can find this on vinyl. I want a fucking Corn Unplugged t-shirt. <laughs> I, you probably can't find it on vinyl, but you can for sure find it on like a you know vinyl disc, you know, like a cylinder disc that they used to do before records. <laughs> I want a Corn Unplugged bumper sticker to put on my car. <laughs> you should get like a honk if you love Corn Unplugged bumper sticker. <laughs> I'm just going to get the words Corn Unplugged tattooed on my face. <laughs> I, I will pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I do mean the bumper sticker thing. Though. I would no, love to have a have Corn Unplugged audio bumper sticker. You want it tattooed on your face. Yeah. If you want the Corn Unplugged album cover tattooed on your face, I will pay for it. Everybody come on down to the Divorced Iguana tomorrow night at 8 p.m. We're going to be giving out free Corn Unplugged face tattoos. Hey, I'll be there. It's me, the Corn Nut Sack. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sack you keep your corn nuts in. Barbecue, nacho, or ranch. Chili picante is my flavor. Well, I'm crunchy, but also bad for you. <laughs> what did we think of Twisted Transistor? Fucking rules. Yeah, the string section is the real star. The strings on this and the song. horns in there. Again, though, this is the thing where I'm like, the horns are too subtle. We need the horns to come out more, but. Just anytime you got a symb- you got two cymbasos and two bass trombones, like you put a trombone in anything, I'll, I'll, I'll come check it out. But uh, <laughs> uh, but the way like it's the strings, the horns, it's fucking great. It's gold. So when I first tried to go through Chord Unplugged, uh, this was the first song that played for me in the playlist I came across. And to me, I was like, oh, you can tell that this was written by somebody who writes songs. This is. This has a yeah, because this is this is a Matrix song. Yeah, yeah it has more structure than yeah. a lot of the other songs. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Davis un- woke up, unplugged himself, and said, "I know, I know, Twisted Transistor. I know how to write songs." No, you don't, Jonathan. The Swedish guys do. Or Danish? Were they Danish? They're from LA. <laughs> <laughs> I did that a couple months ago on an Unpops episode. I was talking about the band Tennis. Oh, yeah. They're an L.A. bear. See, we're both wrong. I was like, yeah, Tennis. They're a great Norwegian band. They're from Denver. Oh, that's. I was thinking of Health. Health is from L.A. Yeah, Twisted Transistor fucking slaps. Coming Undone, which is the next song. Also good. Really fucking great. This one... 
this one has a bit of a Metallica symphony thing. Yeah. In fact, that's what I first thought it was when I was like, it's like a freight train coming your way. Okay. Yeah, and it's great. That's a good comparison. I actually like this better than that Metallica Symphony album. And I fucking loved that Metallica Symphony album. But I felt like this was a little better execution because that was just Metallica playing their songs as they sound with strings added. And this was like deconstructing these corn songs down to their individual kernels. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is maybe my favorite thing Corn has ever done. I uh, specifically coming undone. Yeah. Yeah, I did, did the, this is the one song on here where like I'm like I'm into the vocals. I really love the way the vocals were arranged for this. I'm into the lyrics, which I'm normally not when it comes to Corn. It's just it's it's structured so well. There's a call and response thing going on in a lot of it. There's an escalation to it. The, the opening, yeah, it sounds it sounds like it almost like has Wojciech Kilar's score score from the Coppola version of Dracula. Like it's imposing, it's foreboding, it's driving, it goes somewhere. I re I really love coming undone. <laughs> and you can fuck to it. Hey, it's me that I <laughs> It also reminded me of. Uh, it sounded like it was trying to do some of the Alice in Chains type harmony stuff. It reminded me of that a lot. Throw Me Away is the one I don't have video for. That's the one where he introduces the Tycho drummers. The thing I don't like about Throw Me Away, it's my favorite thing on here. I think it might be my favorite Korn song. I don't like that he introduces the drummers. Like, that's the kind of thing where it's like, you just do it, man. Like, this isn't that new, you know? Sepultura, come on. <laughs> like... Like, yeah, but hardcore still. strife. Like hardcore and metal bands were messing around with, you know, these traditional uh, uh, folk music drums and things for a while. Like, just let the audience not see it coming, and then it's there, and then it's like, oh, they're awesome, and then you give a nod afterwards, like, hey, that's these guys. They play taiko drums. They're, they're cool. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of it in this thing where that speaks to me of him, of them not. They say, oh, this is a cool idea, and then they just, that's where it stops, is the cool idea, and they don't do a lot more with it. I am not making any sense anymore. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's a good point, but also, like, those bands you mentioned, people watching MTV Unplugged probably aren't listening to those bands, so yeah. this, in that case, would be a pretty new experience for them. Yeah, probably. And just the fact that they used the drums was oh, it's, cool it's, as I mean, shit. the fact that they used the drums is great. And, and they sound great on those songs. It's, it's really weird, but my least favorite moment in MTV, in Corn MTV Unplugged... History? <laughs> ...is the part where a much better band shows up, yeah. which is The Cure. I didn't love the appearance by The Cure. I actually thought it kind of ended things on... A down note, if you can believe that from the cure, mm -hmm. like you'd expect things would get so peppy and upbeat when Robert Smith yeah. takes the stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Robert Smith's ever gone to a party that he didn't ruin. But that first song, so they they make Robert Smith come out and they make him endure a corn. They, song. Ma they make him bad. <laughs> what are you talking? They make him bad. 
make me bad. I don't like that song choice. I don't like that song choice because it's like, I don't know, lyrically, it just sounds like him and Jonathan Davis are entering into a deliberately toxic sexual arrangement. I think they should have done pictures of corn. And they just, <laughs> that would have been amazing. As I'm looking at my pictures of corn. Every day is corn day. What if they'd done a love corn? It's Friday, Friday, I'm in corn. It's Friday, I'm in corn. That's exactly what you should have done. <laughs> if this recorded on a that's, Friday. That's, that's Head's story. I'm telling you, if they recorded this on a Friday and they didn't do It's Friday, I'm in corn, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's probably in rehearsals. <laughs> yeah, I just... This felt really forced to me. I, they should have just played a Cure song. I don't think they should have yeah. tried to work "Make Me Bad" in because the part where it was a Cure song sounded cool. It was fine, and yeah. yeah. The part where it was a Corn song, like Robert Smith, is the part that I didn't like. Like he just yeah. sounded weird. Going "Make Me Bad," "Make Me Bad." <laughs> It was just awkward as fuck. It sounded like somebody's weird English friend wandered on stage and they're like, just let him, he just, he just does that. Just let him do it. It's fine. That's his deal. All right, bud. But Ozzy wasn't available. <laughs> Beyond that, I'm telling you, I fucking love this. Dude, yeah, Corn Unplugged's great. Everyone's wrong. Robert Smith is just sad Ozzy. I just realized that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can remember more of the bullying he endured in childhood is basically the difference between them. And that's why he's so sad. Yeah. But uh, this was great. Travis, you're wrong. Yeah, Travis, fuck you. All right. <laughs> Honestly, that's where I thought this was going. So, yeah, we're throwing you away, Travis. You're falling away from me. Mm, you've come undone. This is a failing on the part of this country that Corn Unplugged was received the way it was. I'm telling you, I it might be my second favorite MTV Unplugged. First being Nirvana? Nirvana, yeah. And I do feel like they're very similar because Nirvana, like, well, not really, in that Nirvana didn't play any hits, which was definitely a deviation from the usual Unplugged format. But just to hear those songs in that way, it cemented Nirvana in history as a actual good band yeah. and not just a band that was capable of making noise that appealed to teens and i feel like corn should have gotten the same reception for this and they just did not i'll tell you i think the better performance is slipknot and corn doing the cover <laughs> <Busy Boys. laughs> granted it's like eight years later but i fucking loved it i mean i think that's part of the problem here with the timing on the corn unplugged. If this had come out earlier, just a couple years, I think it would probably get a lot more respect than it gets. So if it came out when new metal was new and not when we had moved on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I could see that. It either needed to come out eight years earlier or eight years later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, if it had been a rediscovery issue. Yeah, because by then the nostalgia would have built up 
and Mm -hmm. people would have been a little more like, oh, is this even going to work? And then it works really fucking well. If they'd have put it out now during the quarantine, it would be huge. If that had been a thing that is like corn came out of fucking nowhere and they had made this right before, I think it'd be huge right now. I I want to see that now. I want to see quarantine unplugged. Well, like, have you seen Goldfinger right now? Oh, I saw, yeah, I, I saw that thing. I, ha- I actually haven't watched it yet. I just Dude, have seen the link. Goldfinger was such a forgettable band to me, and I watched that and was like, I got to go fucking listen to Goldfinger. Oh, man, Goldfinger, come on. Fuck L.A., great song. But here in my bedroom during a here, quarantine with yeah. all of the fucking members doing it via Skype was yeah, that's fucking it. great. Yeah, I have to watch that. I can't believe I haven't watched it yet. So I'm saying if Korn had done a version of that and it was this unplugged yeah. thing, huge, viral yeah. sensation. Cornfinger. Cornfinger. <laughs> hey, everybody, pull my cornfinger. <laughs> I changed the locks, nutsack. You can't be in here. I don't know what that voice is. That's not the voice. I don't, that's not it. One thing we haven't mentioned about Corn Unplugged, Corn is the last big American rock band to do MTV Unplugged. If you go look at who's been on since, it's like Silver Sun pickups and fucking Dashboard confessional and shit like that. Like, Do they still even make Unplugged? They, like, even by this point, they were barely making Unplugged, and they still do them sometimes. They did, they revived it in, like, 2010. A decade ago. <laughs> yeah. And they, they bring it back every once in a while, but it's, I think the problem with Unplugged is it, if you're not that great of a band, you just can't do it. Like, not every band is going to put on a good acoustic performance sometimes it's just going to be boring versions of their songs according to wikipedia the last unplugged was in august 2019 with a performance by liam gallagher oh yeah i did see that liam gallagher did one it's about time (laughs) (laughs) he sure wasn't on that one oasis did back in the day (laughs) yeah it was (laughs) This is to make up for 19 years ago. Sorry. <laughs> I'm here now, ready to play, in it. Wow. So, yeah, that's our episode. Everyone go listen to... Yeah, Corn Unplugged is great. I truly want people to go out and listen to Corn Unplugged and tweet at us and give us your thoughts. I 100% will listen to critiques of this, and you can tell me why I, the sole voice of dissent on this podcast (laughs) am right or wrong i am happy to hear (laughs) i want to hear some modern day reviews of corn unplugged after all this time has passed and we're a little less angry at corn it seemed like the country was just mad at corn when this yeah i feel like we have been making corn pay for the crimes of limp biscuit well also Corn was going through their whole, our guitar players with Jesus, and, you know, the, our drummer hates us, and, you know, like, that's why I think that a lot of the masks are in this, because, like, let's cover up people who aren't really in Corn, because I don't know <laughs> if people know who's in Corn anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, well, it's still just the cor- the three Corn core guys. A three-hour Corn. The three Corn Migos. Yes. Three corn tears. The three must corn tears. That doesn't, it's not as good. No, it was good, Andy. It was good. Stop. So. Don't patronize me. Don't corn descend me, man. That's our episode. I don't know what we're talking about next. I haven't looked that far. I think we should talk about the 2015 Slipknot and Corn Performance Sabotage <laughs> video. Just a whole like episode hour. on it. Yeah. 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 Let's do a whole episode about that. Uh, 
Yeah, whatever their next fucking album was, that's what we're going to talk about. But I feel like we've hit the peak. We're not going to get a better corn album than this. I'm sorry, Travis. Yeah, I think it's all downhill from here. It's all down corn from here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe corn's next record is Corn 3, Remember Who You Are. What in the ever-loving fuck? What? Corn 3. They did an untitled album. So that what? was, is that Corn 2? Because then, because. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so 1994, their debut album was just called Corn. Yeah. And then I don't know why there's another one called Corn 3, Remember Who You Are, when there's no Corn 2. <laughs> so Untitled has to be Corn 2. Either that or they're just pulling a Traveling Wilburys stunt. Remember the Traveling Wilburys second album was called Volume 3. Who knows? But yeah, I guess we're talking about Corn 3 on the next album. On the next album? The album is called Untitled Album and Edition of Ray Luzier. <laughs> oh, because that's their new uh... guitar player. Guitar player, yeah. Or is it the new drummer? Oh. oh my god, you guys, we have so many more corn albums. Yeah. We got we have a ways to go. They have an album called The Paradigm Shift. I wonder if that changes anything. <laughs> Cause it's literally what those okay. I'll tell you what it changes. <laughs> the paradigm shift is when uh, Grape Jelly returns. Oh shit, really? I think so. I think that's the shift. Oh man, that'd be amazing. So All right, corn friends. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? We got to plug corn because they were unplugged. So we got. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that I wish you were close enough. I'd high five you. I'd high five yeah. you for that one. Right in the I mouth, don't... right? <laughs> that was weird. I have nothing to plug. I have no place to go. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I had a Baja blast today. You can still get those. So America's doing fine. Stay home. Keep listening to podcasts. Yeah. Please. And uh, I think that's it. Do we have any? Andy, do you have anything? Yeah, nothing. Uh, some new episodes of Ghoul School coming out soon. That's it. Like, other than that, I'm not doing anything. Nothing to mustard plug? Look, man, <laughs> we'll get to mustard plug at some point. No, we will we get to mustard plug. <laughs> yes, Hard we fucking no. will. <laughs> A buddy of yes, mine was posting will. photos of old shit from like bands and stuff he was in. He posted a skank and pickle yo yo. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Love it. Love Some it. ska relics out there. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Travis, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Andy, <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Or <laughs>